Stag. Man and his amazing friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the best podcast. It's called Stegman and His Amazing Friends. Uh, I'm, this is a show. It's a weekly show. It comes out every single week, no matter what. Yeah. Every week. Never missed a week. We've never missed a single week, and it's been great. What can I say other than the fact that, you know, if we're nothing but persistent in yeah. our scheduling. Um, Very consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, unless we have uh, Jerry Duggan on the show, in that case, then I just toss the audio just right in the trash, and I just say, "All right, we'll fucking we'll skip it this week." Um, well, it was his so, fault. He yeah, yeah. he was. Mm-hmm. It was the things he was saying. We couldn't use anything. He was burning down the entire industry. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, it, it was, was really bad. bad. We were like, Jerry, you you can't say that, man. Maybe Not if on. he if he burns his career down, we'll release it someday. You know, mm-hmm. if he says it's okay. But I mean, even he. I mean, he was really drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, he was belligerent, I would say, and uh, I think it's best for him if we don't release it. I mean, I yeah. feel like it could have he he could have ended up getting a divorce. It was so bad. It was very bad, and you know, for the sake of of Jerry and his whole well being, we were like, oh, better skip it this week. Yeah. Uh, so apologies, Steg fans. You know, sometimes it happens. Um, and and we'll make sure that uh, that it doesn't happen again. Hopefully, maybe listen. It, it's gonna it's, happen again. It's gonna happen again at some <laughs> point. All right, we do this so on the fly. It's impossible for it to not happen again. But hey, we're gonna do our best. But welcome back, everybody. This is our big twentieth episode. Congrats, folks, Ooh. for making it to twenty episodes. Wow. Yeah. Ryan, how's it going, yes. man? It's going well. Great. I'm actually not tired at the moment. <laughs> hell yeah all right i finished work at 5 30 today it's amazing work what are you working on what's what are you working on after i can't say actually i haven't started i haven't started the next big thing i'm working on a small little uh thing right now but uh just a four-page story but it was something that i said yes to when everything seemed like roses as i was finishing absolute carnage i was like yeah no sure whatever you want me to do i'll do it and uh, then I realized, oh, basically, I'm going to finish Absolute Carnage and then have no time and go right back into working 24 hours a day to get this thing done. So I'll be done with it tomorrow. And uh, that'll be nice. Then I actually have some time off. Well, congrats. And hey, as always, we've got a we got a special guest here. Riley Rossman's with us this week. What's up, Riley? Mm, nothing. I just finished work as well. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Great. <laughs> That's what happened. That's it. Riley That's always right. fin- Riley always finishes early. I'm I'm jealous. But then he Well, he, but I start at a million o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he's also neurotic, so he will uh finish work, but then he goes back to work and just like noodles at things and he'll <laughs> tell me in the morning, That was a bad idea, I shouldn't do that. Tell me not to do that and yeah. I never can stop him. Well. Now uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Riley here is part of Ryan, your your famous Skype group of, mm-hmm. of of comic book artists. Tell us more about the group and how Riley came to to be in there. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember how he came to be in there, but um, he and I are very similar in that we're extremely regimented with our work schedule. Um, we both have a similar. I mean, we even kind of work out at the same time every day. So it's just like we'll be sure. talking. We'll be we like, think that to, time to go work out. Uh, Basically, we are the ones that keep the Skype group alive because when one of us is gone, the Skype mm-hmm. group just falls apart. 
Um, okay. Because Riley and I, you know, we're just on all day doing our thing. The other guys just dip in and out. And so if we're nine not to fivers, there, yeah. 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 With a backbone. Cause then somebody can come in and come out and they know that there's somebody to believe in to mm-hmm. be there for them. Yeah. And then yeah, if but we're not Ryan there, there's no on call. holidays. Yeah. Ooh, not good. So that's how it works. Fantastic. And how did you guys meet in the first place? It's through Skype. I mean, oh, it took sweet. forever after knowing each other for us to actually, I mean, we probably spent, I don't even know, like, a thousand hours talking to each other before we actually met in person at a convention. That's hilarious. That's more or less how, how me and Ethan met as well, I would say. Like like four or five years at least. Yeah. No, yeah. Maybe not that long. Three years? Yeah. Yep. Probably, it, it, was a, it was a while and it was of talking all the time. So somebody brought him into the call and uh, I don't know, we hit it off. So he, I talked to him more than I talked to my wife. I'll say that. <laughs> I try to keep it that way at least. All right. Hey, a big old group of internet friendships right here. Mm -hmm. The 21st century is full of wonders like that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Riley, what are you working on right now, my man? I'm working on the last little bit of Martian Manhunter. Which is issue... For DC Comics. Yeah. Are you familiar with them? DC Comics, did you say? Yeah. I can't say. DC Comics? Do you know those? No. They're the other, not Ryan's company. The, yeah, they're the, the, they're the bad company. Ryan only, d- Ryan Brand makes X. all the comics, though. That's uh, the only comics that come out of Ryan's comics. Riley is the first person we've had on the podcast from DC Comics, I believe. I don't think even Chip's done anything for them. Kenny Porter did a couple Oh, yeah, DC that's right. Yeah, Kenny Porter. Mm-hmm. Charles mm-hmm. Soule had Scott Snyder on, who you could say has worked for DC. You know what? You know this what? is all well, falling Charles apart. Did. Charles also Charles, did. Charles something. Yeah, Charles... <laughs> Ryan made a a bold claim, yeah. and uh, the supple interns over here immediately took it down. <laughs> that's why we're here, really. At the end of the day, well, sweet man, tell me about uh, how it's been uh, doing Martian Manhunter. Uh, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with Martian Manhunter? Um, did you I do can, your I, research? Because me and Ryan were talking about if you did your research. And I, Griffin, I, did you I, read Martian Manhunter in the one hour I gave you between telling did, you Riley was yeah, going to be how out many issues did started? you get through? Is there um? So is he from Mars? Is that why he's a? Does he hunt men? Uh, mostly and Martian. Listen, we'll we'll do a we'll do a <laughs> tap in here. I'll switch in here. I've read Martian Manhunter. <laughs> have you? Um, Good. It's me. Yeah, I have. I have, and I. Riley, I actually first saw your work in uh, Deathbed, and I was really oh, cool. obsessed with Deathbed for a while, and I and I really really liked that series, and I remember being really really like taken by that artwork in it, and like how, I mean, I'm sure you don't you're not offended by this, but how like kind of strange it is, mm, um, and uh, and I and I and I feel like when I saw because I feel like after that I've seen you kind of just dripping into all all kinds of other stuff. Like I, I've just been noticing your art and so many more things after being so into deathbed. Um, and Martian Manhunter is such a good pick because it's such a, it's a character with such room for weird, weird visuals. Um, and like, are there other characters and areas that you feel like you would want to touch and kind of get some weird stuff going on in there? Well, like my, my grail thing is a uh, swamp thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. Be pretty cool. Like that, uh, the issue in the Alan Moore run, the the issue where they eat the fruit is, oh, like, yeah. I think, one of the, maybe the single best comic. That's That might be my favorite comic of all time. I, I aspire to that. 
Yeah, Riley and I have talked quite a bit about how we'll we'll kind of just joke about how crazy it is that they're letting him do superhero comics because he, I mean, he has you have to be (laughs) one of the weirdest superhero artists that is working consistently. Uh, But I mean, I I love Riley's work. I've you know I've said it on the podcast a million times, but uh, I'm glad. But you know, me being is like I feel like I'm about as commercial as you get, and I have a very commercial sense. Um, so I know, like, I like weird art, but I also know what will, what I think will be good on a superhero comic and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy, but it, it works out because, especially on Martian Manhunter, that was the perfect one for you. Yeah, I think because, yeah. like, uh, DC has a very distinct kind of house style right now. And I think that, like, Riley's, you're, you're better, like, you're quite, you're real far from the distinct kind of house style. And I think that's cool because, <laughs> especially with these kind of 12 issue series, they'll do. It's like they get a writer and artist in, and they get to really do a weird, distinct take on a character. Yeah. Well, it's my, fun because there's no... You go. Oh, I was just going to say, my hope is that um, eventually... I, I want Riley to get, like, a 100 Bullets type series. Like, that's, like, the thing that he does for 100 issues. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that then he'll get all the credit that he deserves. You know, uh, so. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm gonna be the writer of it, by the way. That was just my way of okay. pitching you okay. on a project that I'm gonna um, write. Okay, so it'll be like a hundred bullets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm getting seventy-five percent also. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it for a hundred issues, consecutive issues, right? Yeah. No breaks. No breaks. Okay, that'll take. How long will that take? Seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, um, I can't figure out what's gonna happen in this issue." You, if just, you send can just an outline. Yeah. Just like a paragraph. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Ryan's going to turn in a dying <laughs> script. It's just going to be, Riley, make this look dope. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to make fun of you as you work on it and say, oh, that looked really hard. <laughs> okay, well, while we're talking about that, those are the best scripts, though, aren't they? Um, yeah, well, I like, I think that Donnie's, uh, and I don't know if it's just with me or if it's with everybody that it works with, because I think that they've gotten a little looser as we've worked together, but we have like a very... Um, in sync mindset so I don't know if I always like that like if, if it's a new if I'm working with a writer for the first time I think that I would that it's a little more difficult for me but once I know that they're gonna like what I'm doing and their sensibility is the same then it it's the best for sure you're doing that on Martian Manhunter right with Steve yeah his are looser than Donnie's though yeah, I like when he just says, here's kind of a thing, they're uh, investigating somebody's mind, so we're going to go into, uh, I don't know, an iguana's mind. Right. And then he's like, figure that out, you know? If you're you know, doing something me, like Martian Manhunter, is that a looser kind of collaboration than with something original like a, like a deathbed? Well, I know, like I've worked with Steve a bunch and I know Josh pretty well. We've done some stuff together, so on both, like in both those cases, the scripts are pretty. There's just just enough information that I don't feel handcuffed, and there's like a lot of trust there. And because I know both of them, I'll just like phone them in the middle of the day and say if I'm going to do something weird, and it is fine. So, you, know. uh, you, I, you have by this point in Martian Manhunter, you have to have gotten to the point where you don't even have to say anything because I mean every page is pretty <laughs> pretty bonkers <laughs> in that one. Yeah, but I still ask them all the time. I like have the idea, and then I'm like, so I'm gonna do this thing where there's gonna be this floating head, 
juxtaposed over this Martian landscape and the people in it, they're chefs, but because they're in someone's mind, they're, they're half plant. And Steve's like, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> like, how Donnie know, like, is. Uh, whenever I ask him anything, he's just like, yeah, do whatever you want. And I'm like, okay, I, I didn't need to ask that. So I, I've, I've gotten to the point where I rarely say anything. But I think I do it I do it because I'm talking, like I'm, I'm thinking it through for myself. And sometimes when I type it and then I send it to him, it like makes it forces me to understand my composition because I'll, I'll text back right away and be like, never, never, never mind. Forget about it. Never mind. That's a bad idea. Right. And then, you know, that's it. Yeah. Riley's doing some of the more innovative layouts in all of comics, I would say for sure right now. Well, there's space. There, I mean, thank you. But there's, because it's a 12 issue maxi, like we don't, there's not like a, the same kind of, um, like checkpoints we have to get to or whatever, you know, we don't have to, like we have the space, we can control the space and the pacing. So if we want to explore an iguana's mindscape, we can do that for a whole issue. Hmm. I'm going to have, there's, there's, have to ask Donnie there. to do that. <laughs> if I ever work with him again, who knows? No, no oh, I don't know. Who knows yeah. what absolute carnage has done now. Now you yeah. guys will never, ever work together again, maybe. We You're have, just writing, aren't you? Aren't you quitting drawing? Yeah, I quit. I, I retired, I, I like to call it. Once you've it. done these pages, right? You're retired. So over. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Sorry, guys. That's it for... I thought you were retiring after Martian Manhunter also, and we're moving to the Bahamas. Just to be writers. Mm-hmm. To write a screenplay. Oh, it's going to go great. Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah. If you guys are writing a screenplay, what's it about? Um... Meditation. Yeah, meditation. <laughs> Mostly just about the meditation. energies of the universe. Mm-hmm. It's uh, things a get pretty to... metaphysical when we talk to each other. <laughs> uh, it's a how-to for beginners meditation, uh-huh. but it's a screenplay for a feature. Sweet. So yeah, it's just so it's like instructional and a feature. Yeah. So it's just ninety minutes in a nice, you know, theater ASMR. in your recliners. Ryan, Ryan ASMR. Uh, oh, and it? ASMR. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the scratching. It's just pencil scratching. That's it. But since we're retired, it's just going to be scribbling. It's not actual drawing. Correct. And Riley will not be typing because Riley uh, can't form sentences when he types. But that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> All right, Riley. So what's what's next? You can't tell us, can you? No, I can't tell you. I don't Oops. know. All right. I can't tell you or I don't know. You know, some people have dropped exclusives. Charles Soule dropped an exclusive right on this show. He did. We got a Bleeding Cool write-up for it. Really? Mm-hmm. What was it? That they had had um, curse words optioned, and they weren't allowed to say anything for a while, and then he got annoyed, so he just said it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and Ryan Brown was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> I mean, if we're aiming for a Bleeding Cool write-up, Cowboy Ninja Vikings got a movie coming up, right? You've been talking to Chris Pratt, Riley? <laughs> yeah, he comes over. Actually, he's downstairs right now. We're going to have pizza in a bit. Yeah, they work out together. <laughs> do, you, do you at, at, any, at any point have any involvement in that, that kind of process? No, no. But it, well, it's it, so he, interesting to me because I feel like as an artist, you own so much of the original work. I was going to say he he does have he he does have some participation in that he gets paid every time they option it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that. That's that would good. be that's it. <laughs> that's what, yeah. It was on and then it was off and then it's on again and then it's off. Let's uh. Don't make it. How, how many things have you had option now? 
I don't know. A handful? <laughs> well, I have none, so <laughs> a handful sounds pretty good to me. Well, Let's, uh... yeah, but I mean, that's that's an interesting thing, right? Because it, it means different things for different deals. and Right. Well, I think Deathbed would be an easy show to make, or an easy movie to make. Uh, and if you go way back in the catalog, Proof is about a Sasquatch, and that's Sasquatch and like cryptozoological things and Fordian kind of stuff. I would like to see a film of that because it's, I mean, it's like X Files, right? And I like X Files so much. Well, let's do let's do this. Let's go back, um, and you tell us the origin of Riley Rossmo's career, because a lot of people won't oh, realize yeah. how much stuff you you did before you kind of hit the big stage you just want a list well no you can you can you know flower it up a little bit make it sound cool let's start so you went to okay. calgary so i went to school right i went to art college alberta college of Where, art and design who which, else famous alumnus who was it famous alumnus you want to there's a whole bunch there's, but who's uh, the comic book one the most uh, famous comic book one john byrne yes Are you guys familiar with john byrne nice John Byrne went there, I think. Uh, Kari Andrews went there for a bit, I believe. Um, Fiona Staples went there. Tyler Jenkins and Hillary Jenkins went there. Matt Rhodes went there. It's a pretty good uh, list. Jillian Tamaki graduated the year before me. Is there anybody else? I don't know. I didn't go there. <laughs> well, I know, but... All I know that there's there's Canadian cowboys in Calgary. That's all I know. There is. I was there. I went it's once. I was shocked outdoor, at the cowboy. Biggest hats. outdoor show on earth. They have the biggest rodeo outdoor rodeo in the world. Well, learn something every day. That's pretty cool. Um, so I went to school there, and then I did a, a bunch of editorial work, like for magazines and stuff, and advertising. And um, we have a mutual friend, Ryan Lee. I did lots of Ryan Lee stuff. Like we did lots of the same type, like storyboards, yeah, advertising, that kind work. of stuff. Um, and all none of that stuff is forgiving, which I think was like a really good educational thing. Like, if you screw up your deadlines, they just don't give you work ever again, on like editorial pieces or like if you blow a. In my experience, anyways, if you blow storyboard job, that's just it. It's over. They don't call you back. Um, so after that, I did uh, my first book. Ongoing book was Proof at Image, and then I did a book called Green. Hang on, Lake. how, how many issues things. was Proof though, and who did you do it with? Thirty-two issues with Alex Grecian. That's crazy because I've never done anything for more than like thirteen issues. Yeah, that it was a long time. That's three years. Three years of my life I worked on that book. Yeah, wow. and and uh, I'll do that thing that that your parents do, and I had. A full-time job at the same time and I was drawing a monthly book and I did advertising work still that's crazy I'm so and slow then after that <laughs> I did cowboy ninja viking which was another year a year of my life who who wrote that one AJ Lieberman okay and that um, that really that for people that don't understand that really has been optioned and at one time and I don't know if it's dead or not but it was like being made with Chris Pratt in it as yeah, the star. Like it's so. in production. The latest right. stuff says it's still heavily in development. It's just yeah. been delayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like it was like ready to go, as far as I understand. Like there were 
starting the actual people on sets and stuff and then i don't know something happened and stopped and whatever i love the title Uh, it's like a catch-all like just name three cool things i'm gonna do that when i do a creator own book just like that's uh, like the genesis of it right like the aj just asked the stuff like he asked for a list of stuff that i like and i gave him a list of stuff that i like and just made one thing it's pretty awesome uh and then i did a horror book after that called green lake with curtis weeb and And, uh did a science fiction book this stuff is all image stuff too a science fiction book called debris that's sort of like final fantasy kind of thing uh that's about when i met you was when you were doing debris right um yeah i think so and i did well i did rebel blood after that and i know that's when you met me because the faces are stiff no, no, I said, what'd you say? I Ambiguous. Told you that we were talking, and, and I said, you need to make your faces, and it wasn't stiff, it was that they were ambiguous. You were obscuring them a lot because you you're so into Sienkiewicz and everything that you were like, you were doing that Sienkiewicz finish, finish, but you couldn't see the faces a lot of time. I was like, at least you got to have the faces clear. Yeah. Actually, Dave Johnson said something at a convention once, like in 2008. I showed him my work because I really liked his covers on 100 Bullets. And he was really, really nice to me, especially for how, how my work was at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he should have just been like, mm, you need to work some of this out, you know. But he said, uh, you can draw as crazy as you want, but you have to have one thing on the page that's really uh, accessible, that reads right away. And right. he's like, this page here, it's not the mark making that's a problem. He's like, you just need one elements like it can be architectural it can be a face it can be a hand you need something that that the viewer can look at and be like oh that's a hand and that anchors the whole thing right and that's I interesting feel like it's taken me till now to get there no you i think with pretty soon after we talked about that you started i mean even um okay so the next thing was what bedlam did bedlam for and that one you had a clear, year. You, you definitely had kind of changed the way that you were doing it yeah and then um and that one is awesome did drum heller after that that was like with alex link that is gonna try and collect all the sort of metaphysical magical ideas i like into one thing and then i did some dakin in there for a while mm-hmm. the dark World somewhere thing. in there somewhere in there uh which was i don't know there's like that was yeah what is a Superman story after that in Adventures of Superman with um, Justin? It's, it was really fun. It's uh, He fights Bizarro. Um, that's what happens. He fights Bizarro. It's hard to remember all the stuff that, that you that I made after a while. I know. You, you make a lot because you're, you're pretty quick. So you make a lot of stuff. And then Rasputin. I did right. Rasputin for, an air, <clears throat> for a year. And that's when I met uh, Ivan. Who I think changed the game for me too. The colorist, yeah. Yeah, he's he's super super good, super good. Yeah, he's great. And uh, I think that led into Hellblazer because you can look at like Rasputin is basically John Constantine, right? The kind mm-hmm. of thing, but with with a beard. Which takes us to Batman, to Batman Shadow, to Martian Manhunter, to Deathbed, to Martian Manhunter, no, or something like that. Right. That's crazy. You've done a lot of stuff. 
I don't even know. Now that I mention it, I just made you do that, and I don't know if I could do it for myself even. <laughs> I know, and that's not. I can't think of all the one shots and stuff. Like, there's all sorts of just. Oh, and I did like Wild Children with Alish. No, that's right. Like, yeah, that, that graphic, graphic novel. novel in there, and um, Wonder Woman, some Wonder Woman stuff, and No Justice. And, what about uh, your Day of the Dead thing? Day of the Dead thing. Um, well, we can explain what that is. You did a a Day of the Dead. It's an anthology with a bunch of people. This was crazy because Riley all of a sudden just was like not working for a minute. And then like two days later, he had put together a whole anthology with like a bunch of different writers and different artists. And he was kind of curating it. And you drew, how much of it did you draw? I drew all of it. Oh, you drew all of it and you had a bunch had of different writers. Some different writers and different styles. And diff- I had uh, some help with layouts and some of it. But um. Some of it was like a Bill Watterson kind of thing, and some of it was like all washes. And that's pretty sweet. So you, you got a big, a big list of work here. And tell us about some of those folks that inspired you, and and how that's how your style sort of grew over the course of all that work. The two, the two important people are Eduardo Rizzo. Currently, he, I think Eduardo Rizzo is the best. He's the best. To me, he's the best, right? He's the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when I was like going to art college and when I was younger, um, like the can the one like the one person that's always sort of been there is uh, as an influence is Sinkevich. And the other there's other like creators that I like that that um, that come and go, but Sinkevich is like the constant throughout the throughout my life. I think. What is it and about now, his about his work that speaks to you? just so something else especially like when have you guys read new mutants some new yeah. mutants <laughs> you never you know, read they, the like Sinkevich? griffin ethan you've read it right i have yeah okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. so like that's, at the time that's our team that's our dynamic when i like i was very young when it was coming out but i was buying comics at at uh, the comic store by my house and they were a quarter like they're in quarter bins at the time mm-hmm. um and everything else, which is also good, was like Ross Andrew and John Byrne and Herb Trimpey and um, who else was big in the 70s? Uh, like George Bus- Tuska. Did you say Buscema? Yeah, Buscema. I really like Buscema too. But then all of a sudden you pull out a New Mutants comic and it's just, there's no, there's no equivalency. There's nothing else like it. It's just, and I think that people, well, the first time you look at, at a Sienkiewicz book, it's either it hurts your stomach or it's the the coolest thing you've ever seen. Like either you're you're like head over heels in love or you're going to throw up. Yeah, those those covers are unassailable. I feel like those covers, anybody that didn't think those were cool is crazy. I could see how you could see the interiors when he was doing that crazy ink style and maybe, yeah. you know, kind of not be obsessed with it. But uh, the cover, I mean, I, I love the interiors, but I could see how somebody... Would have trouble yeah that, i could but. see how it's problem like if you expect john Buscema or expect herb trimpey and you get that it's, like it doesn't compute right right but like it, it didn't it's never bothered me like when i was a little kid i didn't it i was fine with it like it was just it stuck and as i get older i realize like those covers as innovative and cool as they are um you know they come from baron story and bob peak mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean, 
Stedman. Not Stegman, Ralph Stedman. Stedman. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean they're not impressive and they're not special, but uh, a little bit of the mystery drops out of it. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I sort of get how he gets there. Um, but they're still fantastic regardless of that. Like, they're still, it's they're magical books to me. And they're compositionally special. And I have a page from New Mutants, I think, I think it's 22, that's on Duotone board. And it's on my stairs down, I have to go down a set of stairs to my kitchen every day. And uh, it's still special. Every time I look at it, I'm just like, how did he get here? Right. Especially that's, because... That's thing. Go ahead. Because he, he didn't start out drawing that way. No, he started out drawing like Neil Adams. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't, I don't know how you just like wake up one day and all of a sudden you're a completely different artist. Well, it, I mean, it's gradual. It's just like at the end of uh, Moon Knight, it starts to happen. And like it, through the through the run, the Moon Knight run, you can see the Neil Adams at the beginning. And then by the end, there starts to be panels where everything's just like blacked out and there's one graphic shape. And by the end of the run, you're like, okay, I get. I need to. I need to try reading that from from beginning to end because I'd love to see that how it evolves that way. It's got a very. It's got a very punk rock feel to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did What did you think of uh, Electra Assassin? I didn't read that till I was a little bit older, but it did the same thing, right? Because yeah, it has all kinds of like different looks and stuff to it. But especially in art college, as like, how do I steal from this? Yeah, that's and basically how I end up when I look at his stuff. I'm like, well, I can't do anything with this. This is amazing. <laughs> but how does he do this? I don't know. And I don't know, like, when he makes those decisions and I'm like, that he makes the, like, the kingpin out of wallpaper. Uh-huh. How do you get there? Yeah. Like, I don't... That big square shape that he did with him. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And it's like a Stedman thing for sh- Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he gets there. It's. That's the game. That book is a game changer too, though. Yeah. That, that I think like changes the landscape of comics. And to me, it changed the landscape of comics. Was it? Was it like in that time that it became possible to? Because I feel like there was a time definitely where they could not print. Uh, the those smaller type lines and splatters and everything where it would have all kind of globbed together, so they had to do like thicker inks and everything. Yeah. There like, I wonder if that was part technology. of the, yeah. Yeah. Cause there's that, that thing too, with like a killing joke and, um, that Mignola, there's a period of Mignola stuff where, um, he does that Wolverine in the jungle, like Wolverine, the savage land. I don't know if you guys know that one and Fafford and the gray Mauser where it's, um, like black and white line work, but painted underneath. And that subtlety, there must be something with some cameras at the time that they could finally, print those subtleties right instead of doing a, a cmyk process right yeah that m- probably dark knight returns too yeah absolutely sweet so then i guess uh from there tell me a little bit about how you feel you've your your style's grown from the beginning of that body of work to now uh i only care about making the least amount of lines i can like the, to make, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm serious, I'm serious but, mm-hmm. but not from like a, a working, like a less is more or anything, or right? I don't want to do the work, but like trying to find what, I used to think that the, I wanted all the lines to make shapes, and now I just want the one line, I only want one line to do all the work of a million lines, you know, mm-hmm. the opposite of Ryan. Yeah, 
Where I've I've leaned into just putting lines on everything. <laughs> Ryan's like, getting paid by the line. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I only care about like the I'm interested in the design process. Like we talk about how when I ink, mm-hmm. I just use whatever tool and I don't care what tool I use, really. I just want the tool to pick out the shape. So when Ivan colors it, he's like, This is a big green shape. Like there's a, a two page spread I did a bit ago. There's a fight scene mm-hmm. and uh just one corner of it is the action takes place and I just I wanted the bad guy to be so important and so imposing that the whole page the whole two page spread is red I'm not explaining this very well (laughs) (laughs) well you but you do so you you do like I think about the idea of the page when I'm making the page like I'm like so the bad guy is really bad and he's really this is like a critical moment that the our hero is going to be overwhelmed. That Martian Manhunter is going to be defeated. Mm-hmm. And Steve has written this two-page spread. And uh, I feel like if Ryan drew it, he'd draw both the figures sort of equal size. And they'd do that punch thing that you do where they're both yeah. punching at the same time, you know? Yeah. And it'd be really cool. There'd be teeth flying everywhere and stuff. But I'm like, no, the bad guy's scary. And to make him scary, it means two-thirds of this page is going to be just bad guy. Right. And then I put the little panels in there so that the whole thing, like Char and the bad guys, this big, red, scary Martian. So I try and find a way to make the three quarters of this spread is just red. It's just right. the color. There's no lines in there. It's just a big color for the like conceptual idea of, how, of him overwhelming Martian Manhunter. And beyond yeah. that, I don't care how many lines there are. I think that it's, it is interesting always the way that we both, we work differently where Riley will take forever to get to the inking stage. Like he, he works out the composition and the drawing and all that stuff so thoroughly. And then he inks it in like an hour. Whereas I will, I take, it's about 50, 50 for me. The the finish takes about half the time and the drawing itself takes half the time. Yeah. So it's just like two different schools of thought. I think that's that's why like I like Rizzo so much, um, and the like the older I get, the more I appreciate his stuff. Is that he draws all this stuff on the page, and there's all this perspective drawing that happens, but then at the end of the day, it's just he blacks out all of it. Yeah, like it's just all silhouette, right? right. So there's just like a cu- couple figures with a little bit of like white space on them on an all black page, and all this planning had to go into it in order for him to just ink on top of everything. There's right. nothing left, right? There's just like one face in the sea of, of like black ink. I love it. It's so it, good. Yeah, it genuinely feels like he's brave because I can't bring myself to do it, you know? It's scary, yeah. I was looking at Sin City stuff the other day, and it's the same thing. I hadn't looked at a Sin City book for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's so... There must have been so much planning that went into those pages to right. get there, you know? But once it's all said and done, it couldn't have couldn't take long to ink. Like, it... Oh, yeah. An hour or two hours. I mean, I'd like to get to that place, but who knows? I'm, I might just be too much of a people pleaser to ever. No, you do like that. Noodling, noodling too much. I do. Well, I like it in the way that it looks, but I'm talking about from my own sanity. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. We, had, we do have a joke that about there was a period where I got super noodly, like it was insane. And so I always tell them, that if that's happening, then it means I'm about to have a mental breakdown because 
I did go a little crazy after that. If yeah. we wanted to go look for that period, what book would we look at? <laughs> well, this is easy. Uncanny Avengers. Uh, okay. All right. I That's got noodly. I got wobbly. I was making everybody wobbly. I was just like, I was just trying all kinds of crazy stuff. And my life was uh, a wreck for a little bit there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. As lives I mean, there's do. Other, there's other periods of... of of, uh... These are some noodly boys. Look at yep. those guys. <laughs> some guy on Twitter said to me, uh, "Why do you draw limbs like this?" <laughs> and I said, "I remember I said uh, because I'm awesome." And he said, uh, "You draw limbs like this, like they they're in a funhouse mirror because you're awesome." <laughs> and I was like, "Damn it, this guy's he got me." You know what though, Ryan? Let me say this before before we have this working relationship here i'm a big ryan stegman fan and mm-hmm. all my friends are big ryan stegman fans and we mm-hmm. saw this teaser for uncanny avengers come out and we were like that's gonna be hype as shit oh really mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. and i'm i agree with you like <coughs> i'm probably a bad so ryan's like his meter is like super commercial right and mm-hmm. my mind is just what's the best design and that's as it. crazy as possible. I have to rein <laughs> Riley in all the time where I'm like, dude, yeah. you're do- you're so not like doing those, an those indie bendy book legs, I was like, yeah, look how kinetic they are. Look how like active those shapes are and stuff. I, like, I really genuinely like that weird wiggly statement. See, well, I can totally I, feel that with you, Riley, because like reading something like No Justice, you go from like Francis Manipole, and then like you, and then like you'll like turn and it's Riley Rossman. And it's like, oh, holy shit, fuck yeah! Like it's just it's this total <laughs> shift, uh, which I really really love. No thanks. Yeah, no. I during that period because what happened was so that teaser came out. I'm glad you guys liked it, mm-hmm. but the fans immediately That's, turned on me. What's three that? people liked it. Three out of three people liked it on this call. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. There was I that so that image came out. I was like, I got to. I, I like I got to kill this first image. Like that's the most. I, I always have. I'll struggle with a cover for a first issue. For like a week and um i did that one and uh was just like sitting on it and all my friends were like yeah 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 that style is amazing everybody's gonna love it and uh then it came out and everybody was like i hate that and i was like what the fuck guys <laughs> like why did you let me do that <laughs> i think it's different from the outside though because you're <clears throat> like you're sort of in a place now that I think your your look is more stable, right? Mm-hmm. But we talk about like like a lot about moving and trying stuff and like just whatever, right? So people who are buying the comics don't always see the in between phases, right? But also you skip the in between phases, mm-hmm. like when you did your Fantastic Four, you're kind mm-hmm. of doing like a like Opeña hatching. I don't right. I don't know how to compare. It. And then the next thing is uh wolverine and it's totally different and it's super clean right right and then in humans oh yeah i'm gonna do mobius yeah i did right? that it, in so the for, same issue i was changing my style there was mobius <laughs> and then there was whatever else i was doing but to me it all looks the same right because the structure underneath is the same right and none of that shit matters to me like i'm just like it's i don't know like it's fine whether you do the mobius finish or you do the have somebody else ink it that's super slick but I don't yeah. think that, like, it's not, 
I don't know. That's that's Maybe. part of the reason that I love J- having JP ink me. I think that I'm just too finicky. I was yeah. just too into changing everything that I did constantly. Yeah. And now that I have an inker, I'm just like, well, like I basically can give him whatever and he's it's going to end up looking the same. Which is great because I definitely needed consistency. <laughs> but it's but it, like I said, the the under the structure underneath is always the same. Right. It's just that like I don't think I don't know if always the average reader thinks of it that same way or I don't know. Or maybe they do. Maybe people just like how you finish different ways. I don't know. Fans are know. crazy. You know? Mm-hmm. Fans mm-hmm. be trifling. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question here. So, Riley, you're working on Martian Manhunter, which is a maxi series. Ryan, you just finished Absolute Courage, which, you know, is an event and it's, you know, it's 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 built off of an ongoing, but, you know, Absolute Courage is a five-issue miniseries. So, I was wondering what you guys, and it, of course it'll be different for artists and writers and such, but talk to me about some of those, some of the things you like about a miniseries that are a maxi series, some of the things you dislike about them. Well, I can tell you, I mean, I'll just start because I think that you'll probably piggyback on this. Um, the har- So this, so Absolute Carnage actually was seven issues if because the first issue was 60 pages. Mm-hmm. And it was playing off of things that I'd already done in Venom. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is when you draw the same place over and over again, I think I've talked about this a little bit, but you start to realize how that place is falling apart that's why we talk about the magic donnie and i always talk about the magic warehouse mm-hmm. like when you're drawing something for that long the things just you just can't keep them consistent unless you build 3d models which i'm not going to do you know I, I i'd prefer to draw anyway mm-hmm. um because then you can kind of move things around but it gets to a point where you've moved things around so much that it's just like irreparable <laughs> Well, yeah, but we, t- we talked about how, is it Toth or Wally Wood? Yeah. You just put one weird lamp in a room. Yeah. And as long as you keep seeing the weird lamp, it's kind of okay. But if you spend two, if you spend a whole issue in one spot, all of a sudden that magic warehouse starts to like, <laughs> yeah. starts to wear on you a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because I have like a bit of a scientific way of thinking in general. I was talking, yeah, I, so I always am thinking about it in that way, and I, I have to let it go sometimes. I have to force myself to let it go because it will drive me crazy. It's like an OCD, like, oh, but that, that doesn't work. But then I'm, right. I always will have the moment, the epiphany where I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's fine, you know, but it's so hard for me to just let it go. That's like a thing, though, I think, too, I, that I've learned from Rizzo in the past bit is that uh, in one of his books, I've, I think from, if I remember correctly, paraphrasing, he's just like, as long as there's a light shape and then a dark shape, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if the lighting's inconsistent. Cause I used to worry about, you know, like say in, uh, that, uh, Batman's house. My brain is not very good right now. What's Batman's house called? Wayne Manor. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Batman's house. And still nobody knows he's Batman. You <laughs> So at Batman's house, there's like the light comes in through the window and it makes like a grid pattern on, mm-hmm. on the ground and then Batman's walking through it or whatever right. Bruce is walking through it. And then I'd worry about from a different angle how the the window works. Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. It doesn't yeah. matter. 
I think I'm, get, I'm getting to that point. Like, all you have to have is the symbols of the room. But it's taken me... I mean, I'm in year 15 of working in comics professionally, or 14, whatever it is. And it's it, it's like within the past two years that I've started to chill out about that. Well, I do... I just, like, I have to tell myself to chill out about it, though, because I start thinking about, like, how does this kitchen counter work from a different angle? Like, in Martian Manhunter, they're in John's house, mm-hmm. and the the kitchen counter is kind of a u-shape and I, I was trying to draw this room and trying to draw this room so it makes sense but like furniture is getting in the way because you start worrying about like well there's an armchair in the foreground and if the armchair is too high you can't see into the kitchen mm-hmm. and then you get to a point in your day that you're like who cares it's a drawing i just the armchair just that's kind of it's a fine. refrain of our conversations in general is when we send it to each other we'll be like hey this is wrong but does it matter and the answer is always no it doesn't matter nobody's <laughs> yeah. gonna notice no doesn't do anything yeah. it's mm-hmm. fine as long as like if there's salt and pepper on the table try and keep the salt and pepper on the table right if you show the tabletop right right totally Stuff what's like your that. what's your ideal length for a series i think 10 or 12 issues is pretty good so you yeah you like doing that you're almost yeah. done. Are you done this week? Um, this week or next week, I think. Oh my gosh, that's next crazy. Week, sorry, next week or the week after, I think. Um, I would like to do. I think like thirty issues is a good length. Like over the course, over the course of three years, something like that, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Well, DC in particular right now is really loving their maxi series with Jimmy Olsen, Batman's Grave, and of course. Yeah. Martian Manhunter, so lots of super cool stuff. I think Mr. Miracle. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you get just you just have like a with those extra five issues give you a little bit more room to just figure out the characters as well as it. Like it's not just the high concept. Then you can actually do some character stuff. I think totally. if it's like in Deathbed, it's just the idea. That's it. You don't get enough time to spend with the characters to really know who they are. So they get like a little bit. The characters are a bit thin. Mm-hmm. So you just. Yeah, you can only explore the high concept. Yeah, I feel like the the maxi series really give you that, like like what you're saying right there. The the mini is going to be all about like this super cool plot, unless of course it's like Absolute Carnage where it's coming off of an ongoing, uh, right. and and the maxi is there to build up the characters uh, on top of the cool plot. Right. Yeah, yeah, but Absolute totally. Carnage essentially is like fifteen issues, right? I mean, if you count the Venom, it's, it all. Go oh yeah the same thing right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and there's a million tie-ins and all that stuff oh yeah oh yeah that's a full-on event ryan hey ryan would you ever would you ever want to do an event ever again never i retired i already told you i know well it's a good pick honestly it sounds like a lot of work it's too what much about work. infinity gauntlet 2 I like Chick Boogaloo. So is this is this going to be where it left off, where Thanos is a farmer, and it's it, just about it him picks farming? up right after he's a farmer. It's about <laughs> and when it. the crops have to go in, when you have to harvest them, weather right. conditions, mm-hmm. soil conditions, which fields go to follow. I that like that. that I like that we call it Infinity Gauntlet too, and then it's just that. <laughs> yeah, I draw that. You want to write that? Chip, what if Chip was like, I want to do Spider-Man Life Story, Lost in New York? Would you do that? <laughs> I mean, I think you know the answer to that. Absolutely not. I'm a one writer man. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also talking about my greatest ne- nemesis in life. There's no way. 
Okay, I got a, I got a question for you, Ryan. If you could if you could make any book right now, what would you make? Oh, I'll create your own book. Well, when? Uh, well, I don't know right now. I have so many that I that I I like the ideas of. Um, I would definitely look at the market and try to determine which one would actually sell. Because I want my first four aid. Even with your writing ideas on a on the creator own thing, you still have to it have to be commercial first. Yes, absolutely. There would not be that, Twin Peaks. That's that's part of my personality. I th- at this point, I think, not at this point. I think that's just part of my personality is that I I like to the mass appeal. That's just how I think, and you know, like the music that I like, or the I always like what I like is stuff that's popular that is pushing the medium forward. Right. Because so, I always think that that's the interesting thing is finding the thing that is going to influence the next generation of stuff. So, you know, I don't, I get relatively obscure with stuff that I like, but I'm, I, I do prefer stuff that I can see a lot of people liking and, but also is weird and out there. So like Ed, Edgar, right? Yeah, that's yeah. As sure. opposed to David Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, David Lynch ha- does seem to have mass appeal. I think that his stuff is, is accessible enough for the most part. Some of it's pretty out there, but, uh, you like know, if you like... think about trying to pick... I think I keep thinking about it. Like, how do you pitch Twin Peaks? I don't know. I, I think that the, he just... I think that they just wanted him so bad that he must have just been like, okay, well, I'm going to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's going to be insane. Like, almost like he was trying to make it more insane than... Just to see what they would do. Yeah. And it, you know, it was still great, but... I mean, he was like, it was almost like he was making fun of television throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, so that, that's, what, what about you? What would you, what would your ideal project be? I mean, you've already done a ton of creator own. That's the interesting thing is you've already done a bunch of both. I mean, I'm still, I've only worked for Marvel pretty much, so. Like, I love Swamp Thing. Um, I'd do more Hellblazer. And then uh, I'd, I'd like to do, I think I'd like to do some like non-fiction graphic novel stuff. It'd be really? Yeah. Like biography stuff. Like 300? Yeah. Like 300. All right. We're going to do um, uh, Theodore Roosevelt comic. Honestly, like I think that would be sweet because you know you have this story that has to be grounded in realism, but obviously you both have such stylistic flair. It would yeah, be like it, awesome. Do it. <laughs> that's what I think would be really cool to take some kind of story. Um, like I like war comics a lot. Uh, as much as I wouldn't want to draw the technical stuff, but I think that like the that'd be cool. Like there's no place. I mean, there is, I guess, but like there's not a lot of historical comics. Is right. this a Stegman exclusive? We're doing a Theodore Roosevelt comic. Yeah. Yeah, it's happening now. We just decided. Sick. Sweet. <laughs> or something like a. We both really like Punisher the Platoon. Mm-hmm. Like something like that, I think would be really cool. There does need to be more uh, war comics. And I think there's room for weird, um, or more like expressive art on them, because. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Jason Aaron and Cameron Stewart did Other Side, there's just like psychedelic sections in it, and like there's room, there's room for like wild stuff within it. 
The craziest thing is that Harvey Kurtzman used to do war comics. Yeah. It's like the weirdest <laughs> stuff you've ever seen. They're really cool. They're yeah. really strange. We talk about, uh, I've been talking about him a lot lately. Him and, um, what's the other guy we like? Mark, Mark Hempel. We talk about oh, I love Mark Hempel. They just like the ideas of those drawings. Like, do you guys know what Mark Hempel stuff looks like? Yeah. It's so cool, right? Like Ethan a, knows everything. I'm impressed. Ethan, Ethan Mark knows Hempel's, everything. Mark Hempel's Isn't pretty it, out there. It's designed so well. The shapes and like in the panels, everything is designed so well. That's that all, like all the shapes are so cool. I get so obsessed with stuff when I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, "How did they? How did they even get here? Like, does this person have a brain injury? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> or is my brain injured that it can't think this way?" <laughs> I don't get it. it. I mean, Mark Hempel, he did... So, for people that don't know, he did a bunch of the later issues of Sandman. And they're perfect storytelling, perfect design, but it looks completely nuts. Totally worth looking up. If yeah, you I, think, so. I think Sandman is the only place I've seen him, and that stuff is wild. Right. There's a, there's another Vertigo series that he did that... um, Oh, shoot, what's it called? Uh, hang on, I'll look it up. That's really good. What um, about Tug and Buster? He did some series called Tug and Buster. I think that was a it was a um, it was a independent comic that he did. Which is yeah, uh, here it is. Um, Breathtaker is interesting too. All right, I'm gonna look that up. Add it on your Amazon cart, Ryan. I do buy a lot of stuff. Well, actually, I do that all day, Riley. Uh, they all make fun of me in the Skype group for just being like, "Oh, what, what was that? I'm gonna buy that right now." You got a lot of dispo- you got a lot of disposable income right now. Yeah, well, the the podcast is just like you know, it's like hotcakes. You know, you know how uh, all those hotcakes billionaires from making hotcakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's me now. I've only been able to eat hotcakes for the past couple of weeks, so if we could see any kind of payment. I know that's you know what's great about that is I also get money off of the hotcakes you're eating. <laughs> oh shit! Hotcake royalties. They're yeah. ab- they're absolute carnage branded hotcakes. So you double down on that. Mm-hmm. They got the spiral on them and everything. Awesome boys. And what anything else you want to get to, Ryan? Uh, no. I, well, I I did kind of want to. Me- this was something that I had on my mind that I wanted to mention is that um, Riley and I also get along very well because we have the same types of artistic ambitions mm-hmm. this is just kind of like a word of advice for for aspiring artists that are listening um, we're both always trying to get better and so it's kind of it's fun for both of us where we'll tell each other like oh I noticed this thing you know like now I'm trying to do this and it's kind of we even though we have completely disparate styles we've influenced each other in a lot of ways um, mm. which is really, really neat. And so and weirdly, I, I, we agree on a lot of like stuff. Like we both really, really like Goran Parlov. We like a lot of the same art, honestly, which is just weird because we have such different approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. So my advice is, you know, if you are an aspiring artist, find other artists that are also interested in improving and not just staying the same because that's the spice of life. And, and what makes you better as an artist. And even if it goes into like a dead end, because there's often times, you know, like yeah. there's a while where I was trying to figure out a, 
if you could make a refillable brush pen. Mm -hmm. And I bought all these components to it and like had needles to inject ink into them. And mm -hmm. after spending like $100 on different pen pieces, realized it doesn't work. I did. I did. Um, I, I found something online where I did that. I had to cut the the brush into pieces and do all this stuff, and then I made it. And I was like, "This isn't even any good." <laughs> but it like it was like a whole day of work. Or like the the nautical tool episode oh, yeah. for a while when Daniel was Daniel draws with his nautical tool. So then it's a twelve point ten point divider. Ten point divider. Somehow I have a ten point divider now because we all do. Gonna, Everybody in Skype do. group. We had writer like, well, just make these grids like Daniel does. And Daniel's like, it's simple. You put it on one side of the paper, you expand it. Then you do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten points. Then you do it on the other side of the paper. Right. Then you connect the lines. <laughs> then you place it again at the top of the page and repeat. And you're like, this would take me three hours to do anything. You know? I know. I don't know. <laughs> He's so fast. and But I, I honestly, when I have used it, I am amazed cool. at it yeah. because, again, it works with my math science brain thing where I'm just like, this is incredible. I can't believe that this works. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, but I have a computer that does that for me. Exactly. <laughs> so that, I don't know why yep. I'm doing it. But that's the thing that we do, though. It's like you'll be like, well, I'm going to – and since uh, you're not inking your own stuff anymore, it's not as much. But that you'd be like, oh, yeah, parallel pens, parallel pens. Yeah, yeah, that's mm -hmm. a good idea. Right. And – if you're not like if you're not around people that are trying stuff, I think that it would be you get stuck, right? I feel like I would yeah. not be I would not try as many things or take as many risks. Yeah, way, yeah, right? you'd get complacent. I feel like, and I think that that's the good thing about you know having close friends that also do this. Everybody's always pushing everybody. Or the circle theme. Remember the the cover circle theme. Yeah. That Every once in a while, I I get I get mad at. I'll just be like I. I have to say so, so. One time he was he kept doing circles on his covers, and finally I was like, "You can't yeah, keep doing the, circles on covers." But then I started doing the circles on the cover. You were doing circles on covers for a while because whenever you stuck, you just put a circle on the cover, and you're like, "Oh yeah, it's cool now." Now it's yeah. a, it's a cool design element, right? Yes, <laughs> people will be able to find those. They were during my Wolverine run. There's some. There's a mm. few, several circle compositions in a row. There's an mm -hmm. Iron Fist one that I like. I think yeah. Iron Fist and Wolverine. Yep. But I don't know if you would do that otherwise. I mean, probably would get there otherwise. But if you don't have like peers that are, I don't think I don't think I would do that. Circles on cover, right. you might not do it otherwise. Right. I, I honestly don't like. It was definitely just a thing where I was like, "Well, Riley keeps doing this. Let's see what what it's all about." You know. Or the fighting stuff. Like I, <laughs> when I draw a fight scene, or somebody doing an action thing, there's. Can I tell them there's your Stegman rules? Do I know the rules? Hmm. Yeah, I always forget. I don't even remember the rules myself I, I because I just naturally do so them. The rules are when you draw a face, any face in any place, it can't be square to the camera. There has to be one plane that's angled to the camera. So if it's a, a, a straight-on face, it has to be angled slightly down or slightly up. Um, well, turned away from the torso and the head have to be turned at different, different angles directions. also. And the uh, shoulders and hips have to be slightly different angles, like contrapposto yep. pose. And what else? Just nothing can be totally square to the to the camera, to the viewer. Right. Those are the more so draw, the more planes, the better. The more planes, the better. Yeah. So if you draw a punch or a kick or anything, and there's two aligned planes, gotta start over. And then all covers should just be two characters punching each other. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll do like these designy covers, 
because, you know, I like them and I'll do them in the response. I'm just so in tune with the response and everybody's just like, oh, that, like, like artists, I'll get a bunch of replies from artists. That's so cool. That's great. And then fans are just, they don't say anything. And then you tra- draw any two people punching each other. And then and like, the fans ah! are just like, yeah, <laughs> it feels like there's a standing <laughs> ovation. Concept can get fucked. That, people punching. I people believe punching. I said that exact thing. I, I, I always say that concepts are, are beat and <laughs> we don't need to do concepts anymore. You just anymore. have that iconic action shot. That's, that's your whole cover experience. Mm-hmm. That's it. Exactly. Hey, it's not Stegman and his amazing friends without some art tips. We love our art tips here on this show. And I got, I think you guys just gave out a whole bunch of good ones. Um, before we wrap up, Riley, is there anything that you want to plug? Your own stuff, other stuff? What are you, what are you into? Uh, ooh, what am I into? Well, on my desk right now, I have something that is killing the children. Um... Well, Riley, it's Halloween. It's Halloween, so there's lots of horror stuff. Riley reads more comics than anybody I know, except maybe Ethan, Ethan which I'm like, learning. It sounds like Ethan, Ethan reads a shit ton. Everything that comes out, Ethan's on it. Um, Mountainhead, I'm reading right now. Um, what else? What did I read this week? I read all the X Men stuff that came out this week. Did you read that stuff, Ethan? Yeah. Do you like it? Do you like the mm-hmm. Do you like the spinoff books? Yeah. No, like I, almost like in increasing order, I've been enjoying them. I like that Marauders one a lot. Yeah, and, Marauders and is amazing. We um, talked about we talked about that with uh, uh, Jerry Duggan on our Lost episode. <laughs> yeah, to the Lost episode. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to get him back. I I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to ask him right away again because I'm like, <laughs> I can't. Do, in, in, do that you know, in summation of what was lost, I was like, hey, Marauders is amazing, and Jerry was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hulk. People should be reading Hulk. I like Batman right now. Mm-hmm. What else do we need to plug? What else do I need to plug? Uh, what, did you say any indie stuff? What did I read this week? This is unbelievable. Riley Matt, will not Matt stop Fraction talking about book. what he's reading. I got the new Matt Fraction book this week. Oh, is that good? Uh, I don't know. It looks amazing. Um, there was a new Chris Ware book a bit ago. Uh, new Gilbert Hernandez. Ryan just just discovered last well a little bit ago. Love and Rockets. Yeah, I'm super into it. Everyone should read Love and Rockets. That's, I will say Riley's only blind one. spot is his he doesn't read enough manga. Well, I, I read. I feel like I read more arty manga. Well, Jinji Ito and everything. Yeah, Jinji Ito and um, with uh, Tayo Matsumoto. I get on that Shonen Jump app, Riley. It's one ninety nine a month. Is it? My Wait, kid tell me, reads tell on me that. Someone, tell me with someone they read. I read some Dragon Ball recently. Oh, yeah. One of the guys that works at the comic store lent me uh, Dragon Ball Volume 1 and 2. That's everything I, I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Also, don't forget, Martian Manhunter issue number 10 is out in just a couple weeks. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what about you, man? What do You You got anything you want to throw out there? Uh, Yeah. I uh, want everybody to read the three body problem and talk to me about it oh, on Twitter. Yeah, I'm obsessed with this with this uh, book series. I've read the the three body problem, which is book one, and the dark forest, which is book two. There's more. There's a third book, and I think there might be. A, I actually think there's a fourth book, um, but it's like my favorite. 
one of the best things I've read in a long time that didn't have like, you know, like I didn't read Game of Thrones till the TV show started, Mm -hmm. but this has no other media about it. So this was kind of an interesting experience, like just, you know, diving into a a trilogy like this. And it is freaking awesome. I mean, it it actually, so a lot of, uh, I'll caution people that it starts out a little weird and slow. And I think it's partially due to the translation, but by book, well, by about three quarters to the first book, it's incredible, and, and it all comes together. And then book two is just off the charts. Well, I'm like halfway through it, and I think it's, I like it. The concepts it's interesting. are very, it's the, the, the no ideas matter what are really the concepts great. are unassailable, but the, the characters are a little flat at first. A little bit. Ryan, awesome. you don't have any like upcoming projects you want to boost? Or... No, I, I'm retired. Okay. He seems pretty adamant about the retirement thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am going to work a lot tomorrow, so that's, you know, that's nice. Um, Everybody check out Ryan working tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) I I did post one little uh, sneak peek at what I'm working on right now on Instagram, but it was so, it made no sense, which I love doing that. Uh, well, hey, thanks so much for joining us, folks. You can find Ryan on Twitter, at Ryan Stegman. Mm-hmm. Riley, where can people find you? Twitter, yeah. What's your name on Twitter, Riley? <laughs> Riley Rossmo. Riley Rossmo 1, I think. Mm-hmm. All one word, Riley Rossmo 1, the number one. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, Ethan is at Tales to Astonish. I'm at Griff Sheridan. And the show is at Stegman Show. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at that handle. You can email us at stegmanandfriends at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes at stegmanandfriends.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and you can find us on there and Spotify and Google and, you know, all those places. And, hey, thanks so much for listening to this show that's out every single week, no matter what. We love you guys, and we appreciate you. And, Ryan, anything you want to leave us with? Riley, I love you. We love you, too. Griffin and Ethan... Yes. He likes you. Two out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I agree. Awesome. Riley, thanks so much for, for being with us, man. Uh, we look forward to having you back sometime. Yeah.